From Studio 2 in Oxford, Mississippi, this is After Hours with RebelGrove.com. Bye. Thank you, Your Honor. This isn't a victory for me. This is a victory for the justice system and my boss. Today's episode is brought to you in part by the Oxford Exxon. Stop in today for all your food, fueling, and beverage needs. Yeah, you put some onion in while you're deglazing. I was thinking about shallots, actually. Oh, yeah. Shallots won't overwhelm the chicken's natural flavors. Are you insane? Maybe some mild post-traumatic stress disorder, but... But he drinks a lot, so... So, yeah, I think I've got a pretty good handle on it. All right, hold on just a second here. Are you telling me that if you have this Tourette syndrome, you can say whatever you want all the time and never get in trouble? My nerves are frayed enough as it is. Really? No, Long Island iced tea number three really took the edge off. What, is this a communist country or something? No, this is America! So we are going to beat the Russians! Give it up, folks. Mike Aruzioni. And now, here are your hosts, Jeffrey Wright and Dylan Edwards. Yeah. Let's do it. Thursday, March the 5th edition of After Hours. 6.15 in the evening, so you probably be listening to this on Friday, most likely. Some of you will listen to it tonight, but most of you will probably be listening to it tomorrow. We'll have our... Weekly awards, as well as some other stories. Uh, we might get to a few questions from the mailbag if we have a little time, but a lot to complain about. First and foremost, this is why you listen to After Hours. You don't get this kind of pod anywhere else. Um, also, good day, my friend. Good day, Dylan Edwards. Is it a good day? Uh, well, you didn't have school, which I directly attribute to the fact that I have class four days a week. The one day I do not have class is Thursday. Therefore, that is why you did not have class well, today. Last night, I was debating studying for a midterm, but I decided it'd be reckless to study if there was a chance of the midterm being canceled. No, it, it's a risk-reward thing, and, and particularly when you look at when you looked at the forecast, you knew, all right, it rained all freaking day. It, uh, you knew the temperatures were going to crash. At that situation, ice, waiting on ice, I feel like, is a safer bet than waiting on snow. Because ice just fucks everything up. Like ice is, ice is just game over. Nobody's messing with. It. Even like the Northeast and the like, they'll call us pussies for the fact that we can't drive on like two inches of snow, which is fair. Let's let's call a spade a spade. The fact that legitimately, if we get basically two inches of snow, everything is just shut down for a week is ridiculous. But that one, I felt like I felt like that was that was one hundred percent necessary. Plus, what was the class again? Uh, it was an English lit class. Well, and the other aspect of it is you've completely mailed it in academically, so that's a it, it's it's in line with your strong commitment to mailing it in. So I'm all about the least amount of effort possible to just get out. Because I was thinking back to my undergrad experience. Did I? You know, was I a model student? Like, Abs- absolutely. I, not. I go to class sometimes, pretty much all the time. That 9 a.m. I feel like that 9 a.m. Well, it depends on if there's like a guest lecture or something at the 9 a.m. It's not happening. What are those Tuesday classes you have? I feel like there's a... I, I, just, I just have one class on Tuesday. I feel like that's a coin flip whether or not you go to that one. No, I pretty much always go to the Tuesday class. Um, so, so, I was thinking back to my experience and it's like, okay, I was the kid that most of my friends... Or, most of my friends hated me because I was the kid that could go to class and be fine. Like, I never really had to study. I didn't... No, I'm not saying I left with a 4.0, 
But I was the kid that could make that gentleman's 85-ish, you know, right around squarely on the fat part of the bell curve on the little bit of the right you know the right side of the bell curve you could have busted your ass to get right. the a but it's just not i could have it. i could have busted my ass or i could have been awesome for basically three years of my life and so freshman year was a i needed a do-over super super emo super emo stayed in my room and played the guitar a lot it was a little heartbroken um so from sophomore year on i was awesome like just fantastically awesome like the best was when, you know, you're probably you, you have the reputation your parents probably wouldn't want, but you're completely fine with when you realize you had four or five different sections of like, you know, like there's always you've got that, or maybe Pepperdine was a little more clicky, but uh, Pepperdine I called it Peppy High, the high the boarding school you never went to. Um, but I'm, I, I'm guessing probably some people went to boarding school too. A few, <laughs> I'm just um, guessing. but it was that. I had they're very like I had like very distinct friend groups. There's like a group that was in a you know a group of guys. One fraternity went overseas with me, and I was the only ATO that was in in Switzerland. And so there's 15 of these other guys. Well, I'm not gonna hang out with chicks, like because well I'm just not gonna hang out with chicks. Like I'll, if if you can keep up, fine, and you look fine, sure, come on, you can you can hang with me, but. I'm not going to, you're never going to like make me laugh. So at some point I'm not hanging out with you. So I had this one, like I'm surrounded by this other fraternity. And so you have to just make friends. And since I guess I was the only one, it wasn't that difficult. Um, so anytime like that group wanted a party, they would call up and be like, Hey, what are you doing? Uh, I was like, ah, uh, nothing. Like you want to go out tonight? So I'm like, sure. And then there was, the girl group that was kind of the religious group but didn't really want anyone to know that they enjoyed drinking, they would, like, call me and, like, hey, Jeffrey, what are you doing tonight? And I realized, like, there's, like, five or six different groups at a certain point that are, like... You're like, just getting pulled into me directly. Well, they're, like, I'm their go-to guy. Like, for, for who as far as, like, is that a good thing? Is that a great thing? Is that... I think it's, it's ideal, right? Well, I thought it was... Why everyone just wants to go drink with you. Right, which I've always kind of prided myself. I am like the ultimate drinking buddy. Like, that's kind of a terrible outlook on life, but I feel like that's kind of what I am. It's only terrible if you want it to be. I also think it's how I can get away with what I do. Because I can be me, but at the same time, no one takes me seriously. So, therefore, I'm able to do it. You know what I mean? Well, but you still, you sell yourself as something you're really not, though. Which is, well, like you like making outward appearance, being like a degenerate, when you're really not at all. It's like you drink some, but I gamble a lot. <laughs> yeah, but that's not. It just seems like you're more out there than you actually are. I feel like I'm pretty honest, like with what I am. Well, yeah, and basically how you're represented, like on a message board too. Right, but I mean, like, I think the difference between me and other people, or most. Most people I mean, that are, I'm saying, like, I think that are worried about a lot a cr- of people do what you do. They just right. don't tell everyone. Right. I think that's the difference. And so I just call my, because let's face it, if you put if you put my career achievements on paper, you're not going to sit there and go model citizen. But uh, so so along the same lines, hey, our first uh, we uh, we we cracked open. It's our your very first ever after hours uh, pot. Pod with a pint. So uh, there you go. Pod is a verb there. 
Pod, yeah. We're pod, yeah. Pod with pint. Um, so, how did I get, how did I get here? I was, I was going to complain about, I don't know. What I was going to complain about is. I see the quality hasn't changed. Yeah. Well, I have no idea how we got there. But, yeah. So, the, the thing is, I realized I'm that guy at, I was that guy at Pepperdine that everyone wanted. <laughs> like, hey, I want to go out, but I don't want to do it myself. Jeffrey, let's go. So, although you haven't you long since mastered the art of going out by yourself? Yeah, I don't have a problem with it because, again, I just I don't know. I is it more enjoyable if you go out with other people? Sure. Is it? But I've I don't have that. I don't have that self. Uh, I don't. It's not. What's not? It's not deprecating. What I don't have that self-conscious feeling when I go out by myself. Um, so the smoke alarm, this is, this is what you don't, that is not where you're going with this. You're just making, well, no, you, you got got me off track. I was ready to, I I was ready to complain about the smoke alarm and then you got me off track and I don't know how I got to, I'm the guy that always goes out. Um, it's not important. So, but this is important. Okay. So, the thing roughly beeps like every 31 seconds if the battery is quote unquote dead. Here's my question for you. If that battery's dead, why can that thing still beep every 31 seconds for like perpetuity? That seems like a really poor waste of energy. Okay, and another thing. Why do we put smoke alarms like I've got these huge ceilings here. I'm on the third floor of a building and that smoke alarm's what? No fewer than 15, 15, yeah, I would say 15 feet, 15 feet in the air. Cause you know, every, every third floor apartment or condo just carries a 10 foot ladder everywhere. And it's, even if you had a 10 foot ladder, it would still be extremely awkward to get to. Well, I stand a scintillating five, seven and three quarters, a 10 foot five, ladder eight rank up. Well, uh, if you say five, seven and three quarters, nobody will question whether or not you're five, six. So lesson le- there's a there's a life lesson yeah, for you if you're five seven then i'm like six four six three yeah, somewhere there um i wear smart shoes um so two thoughts number one that battery can't be all that dead number two it seems like it would become so dead it would stop beeping at some point well if the whole point of it is to warn us hey change the battery why do they make it so goddamn inconvenient to change the battery because i don't know if you've ever actually like changed a a smoke alarm battery that is like a fucking rubik's cube and i'm like a five-year-old trying to solve that thing like you can't take the stickers off there no it's like you need like a special tool or something like i have no idea like and it's just like a nine volt battery by the way how many other things on this planet today take a nine volt battery other than a smoke alarm like i cannot even i can't even yeah my smoke alarm in my apartment's been not on the ceiling for a about three months now. Did you knock it off? No, it just started beeping, and I didn't have a battery to replace it with, so I wasn't going to have it beep. I like that. It's just been sitting beside my television for, like, three months. I like that. Mine's so, like, just ridiculously... Like, first off, wh- why can't we... It's 2015 here. Why can't we wire that into the electric grid? Like, everything else. The same reason you can't correct tweets. We're just not there yet. I'm sure I'm going to get some of it. Well, what if the power goes out? Well, store some goddamn power. It's like Make it like a charger. I don't know. This cannot be that difficult. It's not your job to make things. Just right. come up with the idea. Right. You, uh, 
it's like the right, you know, I just come up with the ideas. The writers, they'll, they'll work it. They'll, they'll fix it out. Like, but it's 2015 and we still cannot fix this. Like, how is that possible? I don't, it's it's mind-blowing to me. And every, you have gotten really, really good at taking the, like, what is it, a light bulb changer or something? It is, yeah, it is a light bulb extender because I have really high ceiling. It's for changing the yeah. light bulbs up top. You're really good at I've got, pressing I, the reset button or I whatever. Sc- I unscrewed the top, like, that, that has the, the light bulb holster. I took that off, and now I've just basically made it a stick that resets my smoke alarm whenever wildly inconvenient. All right, so Dylan, I don't know how you st- – how did you stumble across I Can't Fight This Feeling anymore? I don't I don't remember. Was it like on 80s radio or just uh, – Yeah, I think that actually works because that's – 80s and 90s radio are normally my go-to serious All right, so, so Dylan stumbles on – I still can never figure out what I think about REO Speedwagon. So the point of all of this is Dylan made Dylan made the statement that this is the single biggest friend zone song that's ever been recorded. He has no shot of getting this check. Do you have the lyrics? Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll let the chorus finish. This song is so 80s. Got it, so 80s. I need a random sax, though. Yeah, we do need the random sax solo at some point. Like right now, if there was a sax hitting behind, it would be perfect. Man, that's some damn strong rhyming. Floor, shore. God damn, that's delicious. Uh, so Dylan texted me. He's like, it's the biggest friend zone song ever, right? And I like, kind of took a minute back, and I was like. It's like they started out with friendship. Yeah. Now you know, he wants it's, something it's more. It's grown stronger, but I think it's just grown stronger for you. Yeah, no, that's uh, it appears that's because any guy that's that's just actually good friends with a chick, it's gonna get to that point eventually. It's just going to happen. I know. Well, because I keep thinking, I keep going back and forth on this, because I'm of the opinion, if a girl decides, she's gonna decide basically within 15 seconds of whether or not you are dateable or friend zone occasionally she'll wait a little longer but for the most part I believe this and I stand by this if you get friend zoned no matter what you think it's over get out like done like she listen here's the best thing that you can hope for that you're the shoulder to cry on when she breaks up with her boyfriend and she gives you like four months of her life like you get the you get the the cell like she you're the rebound like your best hope is to be a rebound guy but she, I'm sure I'll get every ass like, oh, well, I was at friend zone first and now I'm married to her. It's like, no, you probably weren't friend zoned. You probably weren't friend zoned. Like, you probably friend zoned her and you were like, I just kind of want to dick around for a while. Like, that's probably what happened. Like, I'm of the opinion when a, when a female decides she's friend zoning you, you're done. And, but the problem is, I kind of think dudes are this. The problem with the friend zone for a girl, like if you, if a dude friend zones a girl, basically all he's saying is, I don't find you attractive. That's it. <laughs> yes. That's so good. it's one of those ones where I can't argue that 
it's easier for a girl to get out of the friend zone because it's not. Because a guy's basically decided, like, it's either you're attractive enough for me to want to date you or you're not. So what do you think is m- more difficult? Wait, which one? Which one do you think is more difficult to get out of? Probably the guy friend zone just because guys seem to be more malleable than chicks' minds. Chicks are crazy. Yeah, I think – I mean, I don't think either one are, is very likely. I don't think either is very likely. Because when you meet someone, you immediately judge them as one way or the other. Right. Very seldomly do you actually take a while to know if you actually like the person or not. And a guy's friend zone is generally based on physical attractiveness. Normally. So it's pretty tough. I feel like if a guy writes you off like you're not attractive enough, your only chance is if that guy says, "I'm." if you get the guy that just wants to settle down and like that's your only chance. Not many guys I know are like that. A few are, but not many. They're generally pretty lame butters. Um, so this got Dylan thinking. He, he's like, okay, so what are some other some other classic? Because I, I wanted friend zone songs. I didn't want like a breakup song or yeah, anything like that. So that is kind of the the difficult the difficult aspect because we want to distinguish between the difference between a true like rejection song where she just broke up with you, whatever you're just sad and whatnot, and just a song where like a friend zone song. And so the first one that came to mind, and it's the greatest guitar riff ever, was Layla. I'm begging, darling, please. Peace. By the way, I'm not an expert on the female, uh, the female mind. I know it does not work with them. Begging. Begging's not not a high success rate on the begging. Come on, baby. Like a fool, I fell in love with you. God damn, what a guitar riff. I'm begging, darling, please. That's not going to work either. He's got no shot. Of course, Layla was George Harrison's wife, so... Listen, Eric Clapton's got a shitload of money, but he didn't have Beatles money. It's one thing. It's one thing to have money. It's another thing to have Beetle money. I feel like this is also one of those songs that's like, like the Layla aspect of the song, not like the the transition, the second half. I feel like this is one of those songs that has like seven choruses because it's like each verse is like two lines and he hammers into the chorus. It's old. Because this is just a minute, 30-second clip, and we heard the chorus, what, four times? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know there were – you mean there was a verse in there somewhere? Yeah, I, I think there was, like, there was a nice, like, two-line verse in there. So there's no question Eric Clapton was friend-zoned there, and that is the – that was more than the friend-zone. It is possible he just got completely shut out because you have to actually be friends, be in the friend-zone. Yeah. You, when you read up on it – by the way – Super weird dynamic, because George Harrison and Clapton are, like, great friends at the time. Like, that's normally not the way you enhance friendship. Well, I just, like, thought about it. I was like, okay, the last girl I dated. If if you come, not that you ever would have. Jesus but, Christ, no. But if you would have come up and been like, I'm into her, I wouldn't have been okay with that. Like, we, 
That would not have been a, I, uh, who after hours would probably not still be going. Who are these sociopaths that are okay with this and just keep going on? Like, it's one thing. It's one thing to go after the like because this is what I think makes guys a little more pure than girls when it comes to the pursuit. Two dudes going after the same guy. Or I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That, that is that did get really, not that there's anything wrong not, with not that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Two dudes going after the same girl. It's may the best man win. And afterwards you just kind of shake hands. Like you may go in your head, fuck that douche every single time you see him, but you don't like ruin his life. Two girls go after the same guy, the girl that loses Holy cow. Well, I think, too, if two guys are friends, for the most part, one of them will probably back off. It's, One's going to bow but out. if two girls are friends, oh, it doesn't matter. Friendship over. And it's, 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 they will, neither will back off. In fact, then it becomes a competition. That would be the world's greatest guy to be. The two, you need two hot, rich sorority chicks because, number one, you never stop eating. Number two, like, could you imagine the gifts you'd be getting? Like, oh, you would never do your laundry for, just, oh, never do, la- there's not a single chore that you would ever have to do. It's like every text, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Well, I really don't want to iron my clothes right now. Yeah, and then you got to play them against each other. You're like, well, uh, so, you know, Susie called, and she wanted to hang out. And then you just hear, like, dead silence on the other end. It's like, oh, it's so perfect. So, yeah, that that's... I've now changed what I want my dream to be. That, that's that's the that's dream. That's my dream. What do you, you 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 got something on your face here? Is that who is that? It's Taylor Swift. She looks like Mia Malkova there. She looks awful. She looks like Mia Malkova without makeup. It looks really bad. Uh, you, I don't need the not no makeup Taylor Swift. You know who I'm referring to, right? Go ahead. I was distracted um, by Twitter. No, so, I mean, it's just, that's, two girls going after the same guy is essentially a declaration of war. Like, I've had the situation where me and a guy were going after the girl, and then, but she, like, one of us, like, I backed off at first and let him have his run, but then she did the move where she pulled me back in, and so then it created, like, a a super conflict, and then he bowed out for the the greater good. I know, right? Who would have ever thought that? Well, because she, it's one thing to have one guy's attention. It's another thing to have two guys' attention. Well, but most chicks have like 37 guys' attention at any right. given time. It's just who they want to give attention well, back to. Well, this girl was a thunder cunt. So, so I did have that. That was, that's, that was, I'm really glad that that guy doesn't hate me forever. I will say that because in the end, I could have easily been considered the bad guy. Um, so other great friend zone songs, uh, I, I, my little girl from, my little girl from Scotland, where did my music go? What happened here? She is extremely cute. She is the definition of like cutest human being ever. Oh, there it is. That's okay. That's what happened. Why does, why does this keep happening? I want songs. Uh, my little girl from, uh, Scotland, the church's girl, just an super, super friend zone song. This is not my favorite song by them, though. I like Night Sky a lot. Mother We Share's good. Mother We Share's their best. It's just kind of screechy on my ears. See, I like that about her. When she doesn't sing at all. 
Nothing worse than the, hey, will, will you be my comfort? <laughs> that she's also kind of doing the begging thing, like, pick any number. I don't care. Just pick one. Yeah, that's the one. What's your favorite number? I can't say my, what's you say? Yours three. That's my favorite number, too. Favorite number is really three. Yeah. It used to be seven, and then it was three. Seven's boring. Too many people like seven. Nothing worse than that when you come to that realization, you don't need me. It's like, well, shit. <laughs> I, we had a good run. Well, it's that ultimate realization of you serve no purpose. <laughs> like, what am I... if? If you don't need me, what am I doing here? So, that, I still can't decide if the, the feeling of being, the feeling of being in the friend zone, there's another aspect of it that's different than true rejection. The thing about the friend zone is, for what misguided reason, I will never know, but you always have that sense of hope. Which Maybe. Right. And you and I have discussed this. Hope is the worst human emotion we have. Like I'm, I'm dead serious. Like, and people like laugh when I say it's it. It's why fast car is so good. Yeah, because it uses hope. Right, and hope is the worst of human emotions because, at its, at its best, at its absolute best, it keeps you going through dire, dire situations, which mean you are in a horrible situation, and you are choosing to just chug through, like, persevere and go through because maybe it'll get better. Perseverance is so overrated. But there's so many times that hope keeps you doing things and continuing on when the universe, God, Jesus Christ, Allah, whoever, everyone is slapping you in the face going, stop. It's not going to work. This is not happening. So I think that's what, that's what makes hope just this. And it makes you just do things and try to keep going on when there's no logical reason. Uh, so that's a, I feel like that's another big aspect of it. This is a little, probably a lesser known song, but I think it is one of the, it's one of the most brutal, uh, brutal of the, the friend zone songs. It's Rachel Yamagata, Warm Me Down. Super good song, I feel like. Refill. Don't be afraid to bring mine too. That's why we're playing music here. This is a perfect intro, radio intro song. 15 after the hour, 72 and sunny here in Oxford, Mississippi. It's Rachel Yamagata coming up right now. All right, here's why I think this song's so brutal. I'll let you hear Rachel sing because Rachel tells a hell of a story. Down. 
All right. So here's why I think this is the most brutal. Three characters in the song. Rachel, our storyteller. The guy. You always need a good narrator, too. Right. The narrator. Uh, the guy. And the chick who just dumped the guy. Okay, so our narrator is in love with our dude. But there is a 0% chance of anything happening because this dude is so torn up about this girl. And she's sitting there watching, like, demanding and just like, please pay attention to me. And he can't even look her way because... He's crushed. He's so, so heartbroken and so beat up. Like That has to be a fun situation. Well... She's trying to do the worst part is then she tries to do the good friend thing like well maybe maybe if I do all this for him he'll notice me. He then just starts wearing her down because he's so just beaten up like like her entire her entire life gets worn down because she is just he cannot get over the fact that he's just gotten dumped. So it's just so tragic on all fronts and you just you just every single human being guy girl whatever has been in this situation and it is just it's miserable. Because it's again, it preys upon the idea of hope. You just get worn down by the associative miserable property, right? You, you. This is just that's the thing. Misery loves company. Well, like there's nothing worse than being miserable because you're trying to help someone who's miserable, and you're not making any progress. Therefore, you become miserable. Like that is just awful. That is brutal. Uh, then uh, a little, little different type of friend zone song um what do we do with when you go from what do you do when you go from uh we're interested in each other to now we're just banging because that's what happens in third eye blinds blinded uh where eh, basically they used to be friends and now she uses him she uses him she needs a little she needs a little of the d so Underrated Third Eye Blinds Law. You know you're in the friend zone when you you let yourself in, even though when you walk in, there's that moment of, what are you doing here? <laughs> I get... I give mad props to Steven Jenkins. He has more references to going down on a chick in a song than any artist I've ever met. Like three per minute? Yeah. Strong, strong ratio of eating out to song lyrics. Really underrated song. So what do we... That's... Because it's kind of a catch-22. You tell most guys, hey, you're getting friend-zoned. Bad. Okay? That's but... Pretty much 100 times out of 100, 100 a bad thing. 100 times out of 100 going to be sad. But what if I add this, this all-important prepositional phrase? Friend with benefit zone. <laughs> Good thing, right? The problem is, though... It kind of depends on your stake in the game. 
Right, and that's the problem with this song is he he has a lot of stake in the game. And the friends, the friend with, uh, listen, coming was nice, but uh, how about a little more here? Let's go to dinner. How many times does the guy want to be the one? That, hey, let's let's hang out some more. And she's like, Nah, I'm good. That's, that doesn't seem like it's the most common situation. It could be the world's greatest compliment, though. Well, at least you're good in bed. Like you're. I have no idea. I have no desire to see you in. You are a horrible human being. In fact, you disgust me. But you get me off. So, like, it's one of those things. Terrible. Like, great. That might be the best complicit you can get, right? I mean, once again, depending on your stake of the game, yes, it could be. This is not most of the time being friend zone bad. Yeah. This is not all the way bad. Pretty much like 99 out of 100, I would say. Right. So what percentage bad is this situation? So where are we, where are we falling here? Okay. So you're still super into her. She wants nothing to do with you, but she will still at least sleep with you. Is that like a... That feels very 70, 30, or 60, 40. Yeah, that's what I was thinking 60, as well. Like, we'll go maybe 65, 35, split it down the middle. Uh, of bad to good. Um, so that one, that one, not as, not as clear and cut, not clear cut there at all. So I really, I've just realized like, wow, I really do like third eye blind motorcycle drive by another. I'm not surprised even a little bit. You like third eye blind motorcycle drive by though. I feel like falls more into the, nah, that's another, that's another probably pretty good. Now, here's the version of Motorcycle Drive-By that I actually prefer. Um, I like Reliant K. Reliant K covered it, and they straight up killed it, if I can find that. Is there any sympathy in your liking of Reliant K so much? Mm. I mean, I know you like them, but is there a little bit of sympathy added in, too? No, because I didn't realize. I, I liked them before I realized. That he was the very, very unfortunate human being. Right. When I first found them, Katy Perry was nobody. All right. This is a worse friend zone. This is the friend zone that you went to go visit her 3,000 miles across the country. And. This is actually a better friend zone song. That's when I knew I could never have you. Really good tune. That's another good, another good friend's end song. Um, all right, so now let's get into the the all star friend's end songs. There we go. The the creme de la creme, the the most heartbreaking of all, which I think you have it has to all begin with Vertical Horizon, and as Dylan pointed out, they're trifecta of songs. Their three biggest songs are two are about being friend zoned, and the third is about just complete and utter rejection. <laughs> like just, and they're all on the same album, which that album is phenomenal, and even better in consecutive order on the same album. They, they go two, three, four. Uh, in consecutive order, in and it's in the right order. I think. Right, too. yeah, it's in, it's in, it's in, it's in because the first song is uh, "You're a God," and I'm not. 
and I just thought you should know. By the way, Tiffany Amber Thiessen killed it in this music video. Killed it! I'm a big Vertical Horizon fan. I, I've always been a huge fan. Another terrible feeling where you tell yourself, no, I'm never again. I'm not doing this again. I'm, I'm deleting your number. I'm, I'm going to do it. Liar. Ooh. Yeah, this three-song mashup tells a story. Because this is kind of where you see it. First off, kick-ass song. If you don't, you, you have to kind of sing along to the chorus. You can't help it. Hey man, I've been unable. I've been unable. Put you down. Albums don't really do this anymore. Like albums, a lot of times now are just like 15 songs thrown together. Like these three all go together. Yeah, the storytelling element of music has gone away as as pop as singles have become more and more important. This is my favorite of the three. I think best I ever had is my favorite of the three. I mean, I love all three of the songs. Well, I mean, you're you're separating. You're distinguishing on these three between for pop rock songs. You're distinguishing between nines and nine and a halves. I mean, you're a guy that's a little bit too up tempo for me. I just, I, I'm, just, like I said, I'm distinguishing between three songs I really like. I've gotta, be gotta be honest, man. All right, here's what I like about this. This is where you see, like, this is, it's a three act. That's what it is. That's what it is. It's a, it's a three act play. Act one is your introduction to the girl. She's awesome. She's a guy. Can't even find the words to tell her. But at least he recognizes, hey, you're a god. I'm not. Like, you realize only gods can marry gods. Like, you're so much better. Right. So at least he, he has that platform where he realizes he's like, this is that first scene. Like, the, maybe it's the scene in the first act towards, like, the 35-minute mark where you have that come-to-Jesus meeting with your, like, that come-to-Jesus moment with yourself, and you just sit there and you go, this can never work. I might as well give it a shot, but it's not going to work out. Right. You're okay with it. Like You just get there and go, oh, this is never going to work. But it, you haven't met the end yet. You, you, you know that it's not going to work. However, you are not faced with, you're not faced with the reality that this can't, this can't happen at that point, um, which I think is the worst part. Um. Then hope again, right? It's because you, the reason why he's still there is the fact that he's still you know ah oh, this 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 can't happen. But there's not that realization. Like you're not faced with the reality of the situation. I do think that's my favorite though. They're all three great. 
I do remember like when they first came out. I think because obviously everything you want it was everything you want. I think was their first big smash hit, and I'm pretty sure it's their number one song on iTunes. Yeah, and then well. I think Your God came right. Your God came right after that, and you're like, oh my god, this band's gonna do nothing but just straight bangers. And uh, well, you know, it didn't work out that way. But if you're bummed out, though, best I ever had is one of the best. Oh, it's going to keep you going. Did we do it on this show? There was one show that I I don't know if it was this show or if it was. uh, This is it was a song you set your Manziel flame out to. It's the saddest song. It's it's the ultimate. It's the ultimate sad song because there's nothing. There's nothing more defeated than saying, it's not so bad. You're only the best I ever had. It's, it's cool. Don't worry about it. Like, we're good. So, that one's super defeated. But this is, so act two, act two, we said, is going to do everything you want. This is the actual friend zone song. This is, this is the moment of reality. And it's the perfect song for that moment of reality. You got to remember, man, when this... Th- came out in 99 is that right 99 or 2000 yeah you gotta remember this was if this came on fm 100 mom was turning the radio up So is it it's high school girlfriend, right? Very possible. Actually, I think I remember the story now. I think it's his college girlfriend. He's just a third-person narrator here. No big deal. That is the friend zone in a chorus. It's done. That is the perfect friend zone analogy. Yeah, because I, I'll give, I'll give chicks the benefit of the doubt. A lot of times, when they friend zone a guy, I think it's one of those things where they do it immediately, and then there's this like, as time progresses, they're like, I wish I liked this guy. I don't. I wish I did. Life would be easier if I did. Because I get the sense that if you're actually, if you are actually in the friend zone and not just trying to talk to her, then she obviously likes you. Right. But it's just not that. I get the sense that this song was written, that conversation that you have when it's, it's, there's nothing there's nothing, nothing worse than this conversation of you get told all the great qualities about you, but but it just uh, it's. But that's one of the worst words in the English language, by the way. Well, the worst is also you know, every single one of those conversations starts the same, and you know when it like when it starts, you know what it is. And I remember the last time I had this, which been a little while but the last time I had this I just walked out I'm like listen I don't need to I don't need like you know what I mean 
because you never, you always have to soften someone up beforehand. So you start talking about nice things about them before the fight. Well, like the aforementioned, uh, the uh, our social media expert. I knew when she was breaking up with me. I knew the conversation. I just go, bye. I just, I mean, I didn't, I, I didn't mean it ugly. It's just like I know what this is. I don't. I'm gonna save you the words. This is the best part. It makes the song better by waiting until the very end of the song to go first person. By far. I think what are some other great songs that do that? Yeah, it's God. Those are but hmm. Fast car also does the change of a pronoun too that really is nice because it's it's we and then he changes to he in the end only he can go away speaking of which vertical horizon also has a banging they used to do it with their with their hit washed away uh they have a banging like first cover of first verse cover of fascar not going to best i ever had right now we got to hit this one because this this is a banger. Oh, I love this song. Because they did it so well. If you're going to cover a fast car, this is how you do it. Although I do love Colby Kelly's little cover, too. It's only fast car at the very, very end. Yeah. I respect his live performance, how he sounds pretty much the same. Well, he's not a super good-looking dude, so you know he's talented. That's how you know. Yeah. That's why, like, when you saw music stars from the 70s, like, they're all ugly dudes, but they can play the shit out of their instrument. Like Ed Sheeran. He can sing. I know it. I can't believe the girl with the uh, old man with drinking problems might have had some issues. So we can't judge. You don't need a dad, though. Single parent's fine. Yeah, no, but it's been proven you've got a really good chance to make it in this world. Single parent, dad's got a drinking problem, and I quit school. President of the United States? Sex, sex, sorry, you know. It is almost too upbeat, though, for, for fast car. It's like, I need more pain than suffering. Damn strong drumming. I think the reason why you don't like live music is because music's so bad today. 
Oh, like when you see really good bands live, it's awesome. And then they go into Washed Away, which is a great song as well. Young Man, Waiting by the Road, Black as Night. Do we do I guess we have to finish the trilogy. We have to go to Act Three. If you're gonna set it up as a play, you have to go to Act Three. It's I'll say it, it's the greatest sad song I think that's ever been written. Pretty much you could put most of their accomplishments into these three songs on one same album. But I'm still... They had one more song called I'm Still Here. That was kind of it. And then then Vertical Horizon kind of did... Vertical Horizon's a lot like... Our relationship with Vertical Horizon's a lot like this song. It's not so bad. Don't worry. Your first album is the best I ever had. Grey Sky Morning's nice in the drink. Here's how sad this song is. Gary Allen lost his wife to cancer. It was so painful and so traumatic of an experience, he recorded this song because it was the only thing that could put into words how he felt. That's a sad song. It's not so bad. Yeah, that's how you end the you end the story right there. By the way, anything more sell or uh, anything more just absolutely sad than that? Is that a violin or a cello? There was something in the back. You're just like, oh god. <laughs> I just love the thought of you know it's, it's okay. I'll get over it. It's one of the best things that's ever happened in my life. No big deal. Don't no. Listen, hey, women are like buses, man. There'll be another one in ten minutes. Listen, if I just put it down on pen and paper, she'll take me back. No. I feel like the vocal harmonies make it even sadder because they feel like they're singing along with him and how sad it is. Are we getting happier now? No, no we're not. Another, another, as, another aspect of hope. And in time, it may take a while, but I'll, I'll get patched up. I'll get back in there. No, I can't do it. No, I'm going to run away and hide. Can't do it. I like how the bridge tried to get you happier, but yeah. just couldn't. Yeah, they're like... We're totally getting in now. We are tapping out. You are always right. But she told him it wouldn't work, and they tried anyway. Well, he acknowledged in the beginning it wasn't going to work. Right, but you know, they, they did that thing where she's like, this isn't going to work. They did it anyway. Ooh, no, nothing more defeated than, than when you get to the point where, fuck love. 
Love's boring. Love sucks. That's when, that's when you know you are in a bad, bad, bad place emotionally. He's just haunted by love. This is one of those, a few, like one of the very few songs that if, if you find yourself with the lights off listening to this with headphones on, well, you're probably in a dark place. You you're in a dark place down. to begin with, but say it came on shuffle. Need to be close to the light switch, otherwise you're gonna you're gonna start talking to yourself, and you're gonna. But you shouldn't do that. Brutal, brutal. And it ends with just a. I love how the last word is best I ever had. Like, at no point. That, you're right. The best part is he thinks about trying to be hopeful, and he's no. like, "Screw it, <laughs> fuck does, it." He doesn't even make the entire bridge without giving up on it. Like he he tried for basically like he, he it's like, all right, I'm a big boy. Like he, it's probably been a couple. It's been a couple of weeks, maybe coming up on that month. Like I, I feel good about myself, <laughs> and we're back. Uh, so those are our favorites for. Uh, for great friends and songs, obviously there were some more, but those are the ones that came to mind, and we enjoyed. Yeah, the the best three songs of Vertical Horizon are all the friend zone and the just the aftermath of being friend zoned. <laughs> terrible, terrible, terrible. All right, so we kind of hit on this at the very end of of Monday's show, and I don't know why, but I just find it hilarious. All right. If we were in charge of the Ark, is there a single insect that is going to make it onto that Ark? Is a butterfly okay? I mean, but do we have... Here's my thing, though. The caterpillars kind of suck. But don't we have to save caterpillars? Because butterflies don't reproduce on their own, do they, right? No, I don't know. I don't know. That is a... Butterflies lay the eggs, don't they? they... Yeah, I think... Yeah, because there's moth eggs, right? Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So, yeah, you wouldn't have to actually save a caterpillar. You just have to save a butterfly, and that will save the caterpillars. Okay, so they make it. Come on. Now, I think they're like life expectancy is like two I want weeks. to watch the fire ants die. I think it's only fitting that you get to light them on fire. So I want to kill every fire ant on the planet if there's going to be a flood and we get to build an ark. What do we do with bees? Honeybees can stay. We'll put up with them. The other bees that don't make honey are all dying. And there's not a fucking yellow jacket or hornet in the world that's getting on my boat. A wasp, you're done. Oh, you had no chance. Oh, you're ugly and you can hurt me? Yeah, no, thank you. Move on. Really, what insects? I, I think praying mantises look cool. They can stay. They freak the shit out of me. <laughs> really, what, what stays? They always look like they're up to something. Like, I get it. They're stupid. They're a bug. Their IQ probably is not literally, like, above a point. But when they're sitting there just rubbing their arm, like, they're rubbing their arms together, like, eating a blade of grass, I legitimately think they're, like, a criminal mastermind that's just thinking up some just evil, evil plan. I'm trying to think practically. Uh, There's not a spider that's making it. Oh, absolutely not. Fuck that shit. They're all gone. Crickets can stay. They're really annoying. Yeah, but people, but you can like fish with crickets and stuff, so you can kill them, but you're using them. 
I mean, I don't like. All right, I don't fine. like to fish, of we course, to... but I'm thinking practically here. Okay, so here's our question: Are we talking bugs for art? Are we going to do the Cartman where we're making the world a better place? Obviously, we're making a better place for us. Like, but there's not a okay. Cricket's fine. All right, so we're down to we'll take praying mantis. Cricket. Are we taking a praying mantis? You see, yeah. I kind of think you're cool. If you nah, if you if you can make a case for it, I'll take it. Okay. Honeybees. Yeah, honeybees, but not other bees. Ladybugs. Just because they're so cute. They're cute. Um. Other than that, I think we're done, right? Because there's not a freaking spider in the world. I get it; it's not an insect, but whatever. There's not a spider in the world that's getting on my boat. Um, like cockroaches. I'm sorry. If you can survive the flood, you live. If not, you die. I like their chances. They can they they can survive nuclear holocaust. They'll like, be fine. Like ants and termites, you're done. We don't need you. Oh God, can I can I burn the termites? Flies, you're done. Oh, the fruit fly. Oh, get out of here. You are. Is there a more worthless, a more worthless being than a fruit fly? Literally, they do nothing except annoy you. Like horse flies too. All right, yeah, we're getting rid of dragonflies too, right? I don't have. I, I Since, have no opinion on dragonflies. Okay, but we've agreed we're getting rid of mosquitoes. Those absolutely. So there's no point for a dragonfly, right? Isn't the whole point of a dragonfly is they eat mosquitoes? Yeah, I have no idea what dragonflies do. I think I could be horribly wrong, but I'm pretty sure they get on your car and then all. That's all I know. All right, so we're done. We're done with that. All right, so we're done with the insects. We're done with bugs. Like, I don't need beetles either. They don't do me for anything. Yeah, no, they don't, I, they I, don't bother me, but I don't need them. Listen, they got four or five on there. They should be happy. All right, here's the question. What mammals are not making it? Because I'm down with every bear. Oh, yes. I, a tiger? I need a tiger in I need a life. tiger. Don't need it. Want it. Lions, obviously. Cheetahs, 100%. Jaguars, 100%. Jaguar does not get enough love for being awesome. I love jaguars. So I need a cheetah doing stuff. Those things can run 60-something miles an hour. They're awesome. They're getting on there. Um, pumas, totally down with pumas. Um, there's not, I can't, th- do we need a coyote? Do we really need those? Do they do things? I'm like, always, I'm, co- I'm cool with a wolf, but do we need a coyote? I'm always, I'm always hesitant to get rid of anything that looks like a dog. Yeah, but they're like an evil dog. But what if that's just, they were made evil? What if, because remember, we're getting to start completely over. Okay. And if, what if we, what if we save them? Do they have... Do they do coyotes have the loyalty aspect of a dog? So rats are done though. Rats are done. We're keeping mice though, because I think mice are cute. What's the difference in a rat? Cute as shit. Uh, teeth not as big, and again, it falls under the cute, the cuteness scale. Yeah, or rat like a, or like an armadillo. Is it done? Because yeah, they well, have they have leprosy, so we're killing them. So the only argument for the only argument for a rat is. They could carry a plague, and we could use a plague. But the problem is, we're we're building the ark for the flood, so that's we don't need the yeah, plague. We're already getting a plague, right? So we don't need rats. So, so we're killing an armadillo too. Leprosy's bad. Does an armadillo offer anything? Because they're not even that cute to begin with. No, like a possum can stay because you know possums are. Fi- I have no problem. Like possums, raccoons, they're good. What are we doing with the skunk? Can't you like? 
a skunk, if it didn't blast you, is actually kind of cute, so I don't have a problem with it. Right, but that's like saying Taylor Swift. Yeah, but you can remove Taylor Swift's super hot until she talks. Yeah, you can remove that, and eventually it'll just go away with evolution in a few thousand years. So, if we're getting rid of rats, what do we do with squirrels? Because squirrels are basically squirrels a rat. Are, okay. Squirrels blow my transformers, and I don't want that to happen anymore. I am 1,000 billion, million, trillion percent team squirrel. But they, I don't understand. There's nothing worse they're than... They're like terrorists running into Transformers, killing themselves and making my life suck for two hours. Like, the one of the only good things other than the weather of moving out to California was every time I saw a squirrel, I didn't have to listen to one of my douchebag friends go, man, if I just had my shotgun right now. I'm just like, what? why? Like, what are you going to do? You know, I don't get it. Squirrels are cute as shit. And there is nothing cuter than watching a squirrel, a squirrel sit up on its hind legs and chew a nut. That is like one of the top five cutest things in the freaking world. I love how the squirrels in the grove just don't give a damn about anybody. You can like basically step on them. They don't care. Listen, they got a job to do. <laughs> it's like most squirrels run away, not the grove squirrels. They don't give a damn. This could be like one of our biggest points of contention in our friendship is the fact that you're anti-squirrel. They blow transformers. I don't care. Like they're cute. They're terrorists. Nothing. Nothing. Oh, I hate I. Oh, I hate all those guys. Like, oh, I just want to shoot it. It's like I don't I think they're awesome. I'm a huge squirrel guy. Team squirrel. They stay. Bats die. Bats. Fuck that <laughs> shit. They're gone. Get the hell out of here. I'm cool with birds though. E. Let's see. I want to get rid of star. Uh, the European starling. That that bitch is an asshole. That bird is so goddamn mean. Like, oh my god, it's so mean. Um, what are we doing with vultures? They're needed. I'm, I'm like I said, we're being practical here. We're still making the world a better place, but we probably need vultures. Okay, every owl stays, obviously. Obviously. Um, I'll kill starlings. The European starling is one of the meanest birds I can think of. Um, I'm trying to think. There's another bird that I just straight up hate. Can we kill a seahawk just because? Anything that could be classified as a seahawk, can we just kill it? It's really tough to argue that hawks aren't, like, the most badass. No, but this is a seahawk, not a hawk. What are we doing with seagulls? There's Do you not, give two shits about seagulls? not even a thing, but go ahead. Do we give two shits about seagulls? I don't have a problem with seagulls. Oh, okay. Here's I mean, one. a bird's not going to take up very much room. What are we doing with the dove? Because that shit does nothing. It just exists. It's the girl that's a 10 that decided, I'm done. I'm not doing it. And, be- and became just so fat. Oh, my God. It's so fat. All right. So, we can kill a Seahawk just for you. But there is, like I'm saying, there's no such thing as a Seahawk. Like, a bird isn't actually called a Seahawk. <laughs> so, where did the name come from? I don't know, but there's not a... I'm pretty sure there's not actually a bird called a Seahawk. I just want to kill it just because. It's the only way I can beat the Seahawks. Is there really no such thing as a Seahawk? I'm like 90% sure of this. Uh, like I have no problem with a hawk. 10,000 birds. The question is, what kind of bird is a Seahawk? Um, it's an osprey. Okay, but it's not actually called a Seahawk. 
no, there is, according to this... Ospreys are the bird that fly just ridiculous lengths, aren't they? So we got to keep that. But we'll, how about this? I'll let you kill the name Seahawk. Okay, that's, that's fair. It's just going to be called an Osprey from now on. They're the Seattle Ospreys. Okay, so... We're keeping like all the walruses and seals, obviously. What are we doing the hippopotamus? I don't need a hippo. I need elephants. I need elephants, and I think more people die from like hippo accidents every year than like like vicious animals. Like apparently those things are like mean as mean a, as a shark is staying though. We need sharks. Are we keeping every shark though? Because I'm all in favor of keeping the badass sharks, but like. The sharks that don't do anything, you don't really need them. Like that little bitty tiger shark's gonna have to make a hell of a case. That's gonna be my most. That's gonna be the thing that I'm looking most forward to is sitting on. I will. I will like craft like a bench like a judge has, and I'm gonna make every animal that's on the fence present a case for why they should get to stay. Could you imagine arguing for life or death? I feel like reptiles would have an issue with this. Oh, that's okay. So we got into reptiles. Okay, so which of the reptiles is making it? What are we doing with snakes? See, everyone hates snakes, but you have to kind of respect their level of badass. Yeah, I mean, an anaconda is really badass. Um, like, I kind of want rattle, want rattle, want rattle, rattlesnake around them, but I kind of want them. Okay, I can. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I mean, pythons are all staying. I guess. I guess snakes can stay. The garden snake. If you're a pussy snake, you're gone. But if you, if you can kill me. Somehow, I will let you stay. <laughs> I respect that. Like, if I'm legitimately fearful of my life around you in a, in, a, in a room alone with you, you can stay. All right, reptiles, like, what are we keeping all the lizards? What are we doing? Do we, have you ever, like, a lizard is like a snake that doesn't do anything and has legs. Like, it has no power. I want to, I do want, like, a gecko because it can change colors. I was going to say, I'm a huge chameleon guy. If you can, if you can, like, truly, like, change your... If you can change for your surroundings, I feel like you get to stay. That's fair. Could you imagine the party tricks the chameleon must do? <laughs> just because. And you just know the chameleon's such a punk, too. Every, like, there's not... And every single time he pulls the trick, everyone just rolls their eyes. Not at this again. Uh, so that would be what we would save. Uh, you keep frogs. I know they're not. They're, um, they're an amphibian, but it's close enough. I mean, obviously, turtles are safe. Everyone loves turtles. Here's the thing. If we keep the frogs, we've gotten rid of most of the insects. So it's going to die anyway. Right. So why don't we just do it humanely and just say, hey, listen. You it's, got, it's, not, it's not you. It's us. All your food's staying here. So maybe you should stay, too. I mean, you, you can kind of swim when you're a baby. Right. We'll see if it'll work out. Listen, you're born of the water. Best of luck. <laughs> all right. And fish... Whatever. I don't care. I like to eat fish. All right. Now, what about the stupid farm animals? We're we doing like chickens. What do you mean? We're keeping chickens. Yeah, but can we're we, keeping all the chickens. Can we keep them and eat them at the same time? <laughs> How does that work? Yes. That's the entire reason. The only reason we're keeping cows are because you can. They're so useful to eat. That's why I always make fun of Peta. If they, if Peta would just like wise up, the best thing that could happen to an animal is us eat it. Because as long as we eat it, there will always be a market for that animal, and there will be more and more and more and more of them. I can't believe you asked that. Yes, we're keeping chicken. Do you really trust yourself? If you can only take two, do you well, trust no, yourself? No, that's not how. 
just because it happened in the Bible with two doesn't mean we have to do it like that. Right. We're keeping like 300 chicken. Enough that they won't go extinct. Uh, let's move on to the weekly awards. Like, uh, I only need two tigers, but I need like 300 chicken. I don't know why the Jaguar doesn't get more play. The Jaguar's badass. Yeah, but the tiger's the most badass. Like, if you're picking the most badass animal, it's a tiger. That's what it is. We need the lion's publicist. Because lions, like... A tiger's like three times the size of a lion. Yeah, I know, but I think most but people... they do look cool. I think, but I think most people would uh, would presume that lions are, like, more badass. Not even close. One right. One-on-one fight with a tiger just rips it apart. Oh, it would be like uh, Rousey and that chick on Friday night. It's just over. 14 seconds. Uh, so let's, uh... Yeah, let's, do we have enough time? All right, I don't know if everyone saw this. Before we get to the awards, this... There's a viral video with this kid doing a bar mitzvah invite, and I don't know what to think of it because a it's it is there are moments of like just pure laugh out loud funny moments the the moment of his brother his brother is they filmed his brother like they've made him be in the video and he actually like has the appearance I don't think he's acting at all like he clearly wants to kill himself. Like, being in this video. That is laugh-out-loud funny. The other laugh-out-loud funny moment was when he's inviting everyone and he's explaining in the chorus of a song that's set to the tune of Happy because he's Jewish. I laughed really hard at that. Here's the problem that I have with the video. This is that video that was 1,000% his parents' idea, and you can tell because they're the ones in the video that are just going ape shit. They are... They're clapping. They're into it. And the kid is kind of into it. By the way, fattest Jew I've ever seen in my entire life is this little boy. Uh, also, the other sneaky Jewish power move that they did. He's fatter than Kyle's mom. Ooh, good point. Um, no, he's not. Uh, Liar. They sneaky, sneaky power move that I loved. The sister is dancing in the driveway, and you get to see you get to see their $80,000 SUVs that let you know we... <laughs> They're a Jew. Right. So I love that. Um, I can't... It's, it's really weird how you don't see very many Jews, you know, just slumming it. Well, again, all I'm just thinking of all my Jewish friends that had single parents. <laughs> all my Jewish friends that their parents didn't put a premium on education. All of my Jewish... Okay, I'm done. I didn't think of anyone that fit into that category. We're still not judging. Uh, yeah, again... It's okay. You can be a single parent. It works out every time. All all my Jewish friends. Um, so let's move on to the awards. Uh, tip of the cap. Mad props to this chick. This is a Boston Magazine writer. Quote, I've used Tinder before, but you know, the normal way. I've scanned through area singles who mostly consist of grad students, firefighters, and assortment of men posing on boats with large fish. I've gone on dates, and they haven't all been terrible. But for some reason... Maybe it was the stomach bub, bug, or maybe just because the times we've been living in. On a whim, I decided to see if I could use Tinder to get someone to shovel snow out of my car. To avoid confusion, I made it crystal clear. Luckily for me, the first person who responded was a 38-year-old man I'll call Ted. Brilliant, he replied. I can offer uh, a shoveled driveway. I can't help but respect that move of using... Because A, she wasn't sneaky about it. She's... Uh, hard six, soft seven. 
It's fine. Super like cute, cute enough. Um, I respect the hustle there. Well, it, it also shows how terrible Tinder must be for girls. I have to think. I, it would just be awful. I would have to think of all the. What's worse though? Because here are the t- the two that are, have to be the worst: Tinder and Snapchat. What do you think's worse, Tinder or Snapchat? Well, Tinder's definitely worse because Snapchat you have to actually add the person, and they have normally they have to have your number. So if, they, if a guy has your number, then you actually know him. Unlike Tinder, where it'd be just a bunch of really, really, really dumb pickup lines and want people wanting to have sex. Because I'm, I would guess a even halfway attractive girl every time she swipes right is a match. Yeah, I would think that's probably fair. That's what's that's what's also demoralizing about Tinder as a guy when you when you take a moment and reflect of all those swipe rights you've made and you realize you haven't had a match in like nah, let's say eighteen days. Um, well, nineteen. Let's see. Oh yeah, today's fifth. It's we're close to being done. Yeah, uh, nineteen days. Um, yeah, online dating has to be miserable for women. Very, very selective with your right swipes or likes. Yeah, that you're right. That's That has to just be miserable. At least she, hey, life gave her lemons. She made some lemonade. Well, you know a guy would do it, too. He's like, well, I might get to sleep with her. You never know. Oh, no. I mean, that's the thing about this chick that, uh, this chick that put a, she did a basically like a GoFundMe account for other guys to pay for her to go to the Mayweather-Pacquiao flight, like, fight. I kind of respect the hell out of it but at the same time it's like she was a pretty good looking chick it's like why wouldn't you just go get a sugar daddy and like that there there is somebody out there that will pay for you to go to that fight and you know again socially acceptable prostitution um i'm sorry dating uh so again i like that can't uh can't help but respect the hustle wag of the finger comes to us and i can't believe this is actually even I cannot believe that we're having to sit there and discuss it, but it's in the news and we have to discuss it because this is just abysmal. Roland Emmerich, director of the original Independence Day and student of the Michael Bay School for Blowing Things Up, took to Twitter today to announce the newest cast additions for the sequel to the OG summer blockbuster. Jeff Goldblum will be returning as David Levinson, the tech-savvy nerd hero who defeated a highly evolved alien race with a first-generation Macintosh lab bu- laptop. Joining him is Hunger Games heartthrob and possible action star, I should say passable action star, Liam Hensworth. No word if the ghost of Randy Quaid will be returning, but the biggest news of the announcement came in the form of a replacement for Captain Stephen Hiller, a.k.a. Will Smith. Mr. Fourth of July made it clear he wants nothing to do with suiting up for the sequel. How can you even greenlight this movie without him? That seems like it would killed it before it started, right? Now, playing devil's advocate a little bit, is Will Smith, has he officially reached the point of box office, like, kryptonite? Is he, I mean, box, is he box office kryptonite or just, like, critic kryptonite? Where every movie he does sucks, but it still makes money. What was the one that just came out? Didn't it bomb? Focus and eh, fifty-five. That's not terrible. So he does fine making money. He just makes terrible movies. What did after? Didn't After Earth not make anything? Oh, I forgot about that movie being. Why can't he go back to just doing Hitch, which is a terrible movie, but it's so so okay. All right, let's let's. Here's his 
last movies on Rotten Tomatoes, and here are scores. <laughs> Tough ones here. Um, so Focus is at 55%. Thus far, it's made $18.7 million. That's a that that's a disappointment. All right. After Earth, sixty point five million. I gotta imagine that didn't make the budget. Eleven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh Men in Black Three notched sixty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes, made hundred and seventy nine million. That doesn't really count though. Uh yeah, the budget for um after Earth was hundred and thirty. Ooh. 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 Woof. Ish. Uh, whoo, hello. Uh, Hancock made, eh, okay, 227 Superhero movies don't count either. Karate Kid made 176. He produced it. It's not as bad as I thought. But still, how can you make Independence Day without Will Smith? Well, I'm sure it's going to be an excellent, excellent film. I'm sure it'll be a dramatic retelling. Uh, our hero of the week. We I don't know why we haven't honored him, but he's been Dylan and my hero for a while. He's been my hero first. He's one of the ones I called early. Called him early. Benedict Cumberbatch early. Um, I've made some good picks early on guys that I love. But Marcus Saul. Well, I mean, let's be fair too. You've done pretty well with girls too. I mean, you got Kelly Clarkson at a good point. Yeah, no, you got Aga at a good point. I bought. I've done a nice job of buying low and selling high. Like I, I get out before like. Like, Kelly Clarkson right now, she basically had the kid and just decided that was a I don't have her have to get in shape again pass. She is an awful appearance right now. It's it's indefensible. Like, it's really sad. It's indefensible. Because she's attractive if she would just care a little bit. Yeah, it's no, there's no getting around it. It's just indefensible. Um, so, Marcus saw last night. I love how all the Houston people were whining and crying about Harden getting fouled. Mark got fouled, but guess what he did? He made the shot. He made the damn shot. That's what a hero does. He's not the hero we deserve, but he's the hero we need. We deserve Steph Curry. We could have both. And let's cue the music. And now, After Hours proudly presents the most esteemed award in new media, the Taylor Swift Award. Inspired by a young woman who overstayed her welcome by years with her constant boy bashing, I'm never wrong attitude, fake happy dancing in an award show aisles, terrible eye makeup, and general disposition in life, this award is given to the person or story each week that everyone has just had enough of. All right, I got to give credit where credit's due. Dylan's been on this for a while. I've been annoyed by this person, but it wasn't until last week that I realized I'm so over Michelle Beadle. It is not even funny. She did a... Yeah, I've been yelling this at you for basically right, but a year. I never noticed. I did not like go... I, I didn't, didn't disagree with right. you. You just didn't accept it for what it was. I did not accept the full-fledged hatred. I am so sick of Beadle, and I realized it when I went and looked on her... I looked on her Twitter page, and she has a Photoshop... A Photoshop avatar of her as Michael Jordan when he hits the game-winning shot against Cleveland in, like, the 90-something. Well, that's like, what she does. She just puts herself in situations. Like, she's going to be in Sharknado 3 is what brought this up. Yeah, she's awful. She's not talented, she's she, not attractive, and she's not funny. Yeah, I don't – she's one of those ones where she kind of 
she kind of got popular by being the chick that probably put out a little bit, the chick that would go to the bar and wouldn't embarrass herself with a bunch of dudes. But it's so painfully obvious that that was such an act. It's so annoying, and I've just – I am team hate Beetle. Well, she got initially famous because she co-hosted the show with Colin Cowherd, which regardless if you like him or not, he's, he's talented. talented. Right. So he, she got – NBC offered her a job. And she failed so miserably at NBC, they just let her go. They gave her multiple shots. Like, they gave her her own show. That failed. Then they tried to put her on other people's shows, and that failed. It's one of those ones where... Sports Nation is an absolute I'll tell you why. Here's why I was okay with her for a while. She hated Aaron Andrews. And I hate Aaron Andrews. But she's a chick. That doesn't count. Right. I, Every female host probably. I put has. my faith in the wrong reasons. So. Because that's not. You, be, a girl, a chick hating another right. chick is not a good. Two attractive girls in, in, in a in a environment that is full of dudes. Who would have ever thought that they'd wind up hating each other? Who could have ever guessed? Because like Corolla liking Simmons is an excuse to like Simmons. Right. Not, but the other way doesn't really work. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, that's fair. You can follow us both on Twitter. Dylan's at DylanEdwards77. I'm at Lord underscore Jay Wright. Carly apparently was doing some barking here. She made her voice heard. Uh, For Vertical Horizon, for Dylan Edwards, I'm Jeffrey Wright saying Mamba out.